Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Hey, Survivor fans. Thanks for being here for Mike and the Mike on the Rad Reality Show Network. It's November 17th, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host. And the host of Mike on the Mic is Mike Albright, also known as the number one Survivor fan on the planet. He's got a great guest for the show tonight from Survivor Panama, Worlds Apart. Bruce Canegay will be here for tonight's recap of Survivor Millennials versus Gen X, titled Still Throwing Punches. As always, fans are invited to call in, and here's how that works. You call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six, and once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air, and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's bring up our host and get this party started. Here we go, folks. Super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Hi, Mike. How are you tonight? Oh, Sherry, I'm doing well. I just came from uh, serving hundreds of students at our Thanksgiving dinner here on campus a week away from the probably one of the best holidays that we have in America and pretty much only here. So I, I just had a good time, had a little food, and I'm ready to talk about Survivor. What are you up to? I'm just looking forward to this awesome show. Um, what a great event. You're always involved in some of the most awesome events, Mike. And 
I have to say, you know, the people that we have for hosts here are always involved in some of the best charities, and I'm so proud to be associated with our hosts. Michelle is always doing charities. You're always doing charities. Louie, Michael, everybody is always involved in charities, and I love you know that about the people involved in the Rad Reality Show Network. Everybody is highly, highly involved in charity work, and that just is so special to my heart. It's a it's a big thing to me, and I I love helping out. And it's just something that they ask the staff to volunteer with. And every year for seven years, I do it. We do a Thanksgiving dinner, a late night breakfast for the finals, and just want to reach out to the students and interact with them and, you know, break bread together and macaroni and cheese and stuffing and everything else. So I can't eat as much as I used to, but it's fun to watch them pile up. These uh, well, The athletes came in last, and they're getting three plates apiece, and I was in the stuffing and sweet potato section, so I was piling it on their plates. Wow. Well, I just think that's incredible. That's awesome of you to do, and uh, I'm so proud of you, to, you know, to do all the charities that you do. Well, my pleasure, and it's uh, going to all these charity events is where I've gotten to meet so many of these amazing survivors, besides the finales, and one of which is our guest, and I, I have done so many fun charity events with him across the country, and he's one of the coolest guys, one of the best with the Probably one of the top five survivors all time with fans. He's just an amazing man, amazing person. Had a great run on the show on Exile Island, and he's our first uh, guest, I believe, under my era from Exile Island. I don't believe we've had anyone else, so he's uh, first one from an entire season. So that's really cool. I don't know with Rat or with Rod and the other previous hosts who came on from Exile Island, but he's definitely the first during my regime. So I'm glad to have him. Absolutely. So shall we bring him on? Uh, please. I think it'd be great. I'd love to. I haven't talked to Bruce in a couple months, so, in person, you know, over the phone, so sure. Let's do this. We have from Survivor Panama Worlds Apart, or I'm sorry, Exile Island, Bruce Canagay. How are you, Bruce? Thank you for calling in. Great, it's my pleasure, and I'll tell you, uh, uh, Mike Albright is one of my all-time biggest fans, too. He knows I give him all kinds of loves and props all the time, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's it's our pleasure, Bruce, and I, I was looking at about 10 years ago. We've I've known you for 10 years, and it's crazy. It doesn't. It feels like it's been 10 years, but it, it doesn't feel like 10 years. Can you believe you filmed your season uh, almost 11 years ago? Is it does it feel like that much time has passed or not, or what's it what's it feel like? Well, let's see. We first met at Cocoa Beach. Is that correct? I I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah. It seems like actually it only seems like four or five years ago, and uh, I've been so busy. I still get recognized. I still do so much charity. In fact, since I've been on the show, I've done about 75 charity appearances, and I've done uh, um, speaking engagements, including to corporations and Rotary and Boy Scouts and churches. And uh, But it's interesting, you know, I do get appearance fees, but for all the charities, I've returned every penny. I've never taken a penny in 75 awesome. appearances. So. That's so incredible. 
And I've seen you. We met at Cocoa Beach. I know we we played dodgeball with and against each other in New York and then Virginia. And I haven't made it out to Temecula yet, but I'm going to be out there um, this year finally to support Jillian's event too. So it's just an amazing thing and so many great charities. And I I love that you give back because a lot of the – some of the cast come out and, you know, get a free flight and want to party all weekend, but that's definitely not you, man. You're always paying it back to everybody and getting stuff signed for fans and for friends, and you're just amazing, amazing person. So I, I appreciate you being here. So yeah. You know, by the way, if, uh, I'll probably send in my uh, registration to uh, go to the Temecula Reality Rally, and if and just a little shout-out to that, and if any Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother, uh, Cooking Show fans, Iron Chef, you guys uh, want to meet 120 TV celebrities, just go to, to make it a reality rally. And I think this year I might be only one of two or three that will have gone to all seven years of the charity event. Awesome. Well, it's, I'm glad you've put in that time, and I can't wait to finally make my 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 first appearance at this event. It always conflicted with our campus relay for life. So I, they moved that to October, so I'm able to – uh, get involved and come out. So, and you're still huge fan of the show, from my knowledge. So you're still watching. Um, what's your What's your perspective been on uh, Millennials versus Generation X? This uh, This newest installment, because you were part of a season where initially there was a division by not only gender but age. So you've experienced what you know some of these people are going through. So what was your What was your take going into this season? Well, actually, I I thought it was like, hey, it's not new because my season of people looked at the Panama Exile Island. That's when they divided the older people with the younger people. And mm-hmm. I got insulted because I was on the older people's tribe, but I'm young at heart. Oh, um, yeah. I was, also, I was also the smallest and the oldest on the show. And so as I reflect on this show, you know, I'm seeing the same results because uh, – Millennials, actually, it's even worse 10 years later because yep. some of these kids, you figure 10 years ago that's on the show were only 8 years old and and 12 years old. So it's it's interesting because, you know, they have a big, kind heart, but the strategy is not there, the maturity. Uh, yep. Second, I just tell the way they are. You know, they I grew up backpacking and, and just – you know, I taught backpacking uh, for those who uh, are good in math. My first backpacking trip was in 1957. I've been on over, and I was a, a backpacking guide. I'd taken over 100 groups on backpacking through the Sierras and volcanoes. And I love living in the wilderness and outdoors. Uh, and just to let you know, in our season, all we got was what we wore, not extra change of clothes. All we got was a iron pot and a dull machete. That was it. And here they get food and get extra things. And I see, you know, in the, all the seasons, they get hammers and nails and trickings. So it's, it's, I look at it and I go, how do they want to make Survivor a little softer? That's number one. Number two, I like the contrast of the millennials and the Gen X. Yep. Because as usual, in, in any of the episodes or seasons, it's usually the senior people, the older people, or the more mature, want to get things done first. I'm always thinking, get that fire, get the water, and build a shelter because you have no idea how fast those storms come in. And mm-hmm. in our show, we rain 
three weeks straight every night, torrential downpour, getting eaten up by mosquitoes. I mean, I had over 3,000 bug bites. And I and then on this show, you know, they, what was it, this show, they early, they bailed them out and they pulled them off, you know, for because a storm was coming in. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, they pulled them off. They didn't pull us off. And it was, I mean, the camera crews ran in hits when I was on Exile Island, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you don't see any of the filming of me later on in the night or doing karate in the storm because they left. <laughs> they left in their tent. It was so bad. And, I'm um, surprised they didn't want to capture anything interesting, but maybe they didn't think you'd do anything interesting, but that's pretty cool to be out there doing uh, all your moves out there in the storm. I'm glad nothing happened. You didn't get hurt any, you know, from that, so... I was I was doing all these katas and screaming at Mother Nature in the rain. I go, is this the best you could do? Because lying there, I was getting hypothermia, and, the, and I had laid uh, rocks down to raise myself up off the ground, and and uh, there was nothing to build wind shelters. There's no big trees. There's nothing on that little exile island. There's nothing. It was miserable. And you saw how everybody was when they came off, and they sent me there back to back. I wish they had exile island on this show. Oh, I don't know if these young kids could handle Exile Island as tough as you guys were in the old days. I think they might have quit some of these some of these kids. I don't know. Yeah, I, I look at their eyes. I could see they didn't put it all in. I'm sure they were crying. I'm sure they, they said they wanted to quit that night, that next morning, because psychologically, if you've never been in that life-and-death situation with Mother Nature without, oh, your cell phone in a warm, cuddly bed and and a fast food, you know, it's not there. And you're getting eaten up and, and miserable and you just, they have, they don't have mom and dad to, oh, come on in out of the cold. You know, it's just, it's sure. really funny watching them, you know. Um, um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, um, I have a lot of favorites among the history of the show, and uh, my favorite season's Africa, and my favorite cast overall is uh, Vanuatu. But my favorite tribe of all time has to be Kasaya. You had one wild, crazy group of people. So do you want to talk any about the, your uh, your tribe you were on on Exile? Your oh. second tribe, actually. I know you started with Lamina, well, then you guys had a shake-up. But... Well, first of all, I always appreciate Mike because, uh, for the fans, my wife would not let me watch Survivor. So I never uh. got to watch See, because I'm always getting hurt. I'm always falling off cliffs. If someone's going to get hurt or die, it's me. And you know my story background. I got bit by a rattlesnake. I got yep. hit by boulders. You know, fell off cliffs, hit by a car. So I shouldn't be alive. So she forbade me to watch it. And one night she wasn't home. And uh, I saw the finale. It must have been uh, uh, Pro Island or something. And, mm-hmm. and I just saw that. And he said, send in a video. So I did. And when I told my wife, she flipped. And she started a prayer chain across America so I wouldn't get voted in or get accepted on my application. So, fortunately, I mean, she, I go, I'm glad the prayers we... didn't work. I'm glad that whatever other entity was speaking so we could, so I could meet you, so you could be on my TV and then in my life. So I'm sorry her prayer <laughs> chain didn't work, man. She goes, you're probably going to get hurt or die. <laughs> and so when I got hurt and medevaced out, by the way, fans, I was never voted off, and I'm waiting to be called back on. So on that side note, 
after I got, I was in the hospital three days. I never told my wife till I got, and even when I got home, and then when they were announcing the cast, the CBS, she intercepted a email a couple months later saying, oh, how, how you recovered after your stay in the hospital. And she was Ooh. so mad that I didn't tell her. And so she was <laughs> mad at me for another two months. But anyway, um, what people don't realize, and the millennials aren't doing, uh, they're not mature enough to me. They may have watched Survivor and know, and I'm sure every one of them know more about Survivor than me. And everybody knows more about what I did than I did. <laughs> I do. But it's interesting because on the Kasaya tribe, uh, I respected the other tribe, Danbury and Austin and, and uh, uh, especially Terry Dietz. I call them Captain yep. America. We all did. And what happened was I like just they're being more honest and they're just, you know, not talking behind your back and they're working hard. And when I was on Exile Island, I said, I please, I just don't want to go to the Kasai tribe. So uh, that night, what was interesting, it was they were going to, it was between Sari and uh, uh, Melinda to be voted off. And Sari, yep. she should have been voted off. You know, she, but uh, it happened Melinda and I joined their tribe. And uh, Cordy was crazy on me. She was crazy. She just didn't like me. You know? And nope. Shane, I was on the earlier tribe with him. And, and uh, he just thought I, I knew too much. But in the beginning, what people don't realize is, I was on exile twice in a row, so I didn't have any alliance. That's number one. A lot of people knew about survivors, so they made alliance. So I'm on the outside looking in. And then, of course, the funniest relationship that was ever created to me and yep. Survivor was not Amber and Rob, it was Boston Rob. It was me and Bob Dog. Here's this big tattooed Compton ghetto uh, a rapper that everybody was afraid of. And actually, he was on the outside. And so when I saw him, and we were talking, and he says, oh, I hear you do karate. And just right away, I said, I'll break your knee and rip out your testicles and headbutt you. And he goes, oh, I like you. And, and we talked about <laughs> men and women definitely time. get to know each other differently. I don't think Sherry would get along with a lady if she said something yeah. similar to that. But I know I, I I've met dudes that I, I love that have similar kind of conversation to that. So that's how men and women acclimate, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know how much time we have, Sherry, but uh, uh, so we became really good friends. And then when Bob Dog, uh, just I want to clarify one thing. When we won the fishing contest, chopping the fish heads, actually I could have done it, but when you do a walkthrough, you do, everybody does, they do about a 20-minute walkthrough. So each tribe member knows what to do. And so I, I said, I can cut off all those heads in one chop. But then I noticed where I had to stand, because I'm the smallest person, I, I said, could I stand on a rock or a uh, uh, or a crate because I said, Jeff, I can't, it's above my, I can't use my body and shoulder. And he goes, no, Bruce, you, you were selected first, you got to go. So that's why I had trouble chopping it because uh, it was too high for me. So yeah. Bob Dog came and saved the pick, saved it. And then we were given spices and four bottles of wine. What people don't realize is what happened to the first three bottles of wine. So we get back to, uh, we get back to our, uh, camp, we won the the dead fish, 
that was rotting, and the spice in the wine. Well, our, it was swamped. We were flooded out. It was pouring rain, and it was getting pitch dark, and the lightning was striking. So I made everybody. I chopped up fish. You're going to eat sashimi, and, of course, Courtney and other people are going, oh, you're going to eat raw fish. And I said, don't eat it. You're just going to die. And I made them eat it, and we're just, I'm chopping it up, and nobody knows I'm doing all the fish cutting. I'm getting stinky, covered with blood and scale, pitch dark, freezing cold. The two girls are drinking the wine first. They drank yep. a bottle of wine. And then... Then Bob goes, hey, how about the rest of us? And they call me the factor. So they brought it over. I drank it and shared another one. So I'm cleaning up and washing. Bob Dog actually cut up some of the fish, too. They all go into their camp. It's flooded, pouring rain. I go wash off my clothes. I come back. It's the camp flood, but you got to walk carefully. you got to wait for the lightning to strike so you can see where you're walking. And yeah. they're sprawled out all over. So we won the outhouse, so I go in the outhouse. And then... And, you know, this is about 6.30, 7 in the evening, and then about 10 o'clock, Bob Dog knocks on the door. He goes, hey, Factor, I found the bottle of wine. Let's drink it. And we did that, and we're cramped in there because there was no place for him to sleep. So that's why we went in the outhouse, and the rest is history. But we promised we'd drink the finest whiskey and eat steaks, and now I'm closer to him than any of my brothers or brother-in-law. He and I are just so tight, you know, and... And uh, we're good friends with Earl and Phil Shepard and Gaines. So it's funny. You see this little, little Japanese dog walking around with these big black studs all the time. And it's a funny situation all the time. But back it's to this. Yeah. Mike? I, yeah, I, got, I love I, watching I, you guys interact. You're, you're two of my favorites ever. The, the tandem there is just crazy. It's amazing. So. <laughs> yeah. We, we do have a fan call. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. You got a fan call? Yeah. Absolutely, if you don't mind taking a call from a fan. Okay, let me get a fan call first, because they're the most important. Okay, we have Kaylin from Massachusetts calling in. Hi, Kaylin, thank you for holding. Hi, how are you guys? We're great, Kaylin, okay. great. I'm glad to have you on. What do you, what do you have a question for Bruce about? Uh, my question was um, actually about the about the episode playing today from the season. Even though, uh-huh. would, would you think that Jay made a good move voting out Michaela, and now it's kind of biting him in the butt? Yes. Well, uh, let me just go back to my season, Kaylin, first, is I did not uh-huh. like my tribe, but, especially after Bob Dog left and I don't like Danielle, but I stuck with them because we had the numbers, and no matter what, I would rather be on the other tribe. I voted off every single person I liked. I liked Austin and, and everybody and, and uh, uh, Sally and so on. And we just picked them off one at a time because I knew if I'm with this crazy tribe, at the end, some of those people are going to be on the jury. You have to think this way. And then I was still good friends with where I had respect with a couple of people, especially Danielle. And so when it came to the jury and we were – I survived. So then when I was at the final seven, it was Terry Deeds and six of the Kasaya. And then I was going to flip over to Terry and bring Suri and Danielle. It would have been four to three. And then I probably would have kept Courtney, though. <laughs> Courtney takes her to the finals with me. So the same thing is happening now. I think Jay and those guys made a wise choice to get off Michaela. She was just too strong, kind of bossy. But she, 
she kind of she knew how to play, but at the same time, I think she was one of the strong, sappy, strong players, and she knew how to play. But I think she was so frustrated with the millennial group that she bossed them around a little bit too much. She came across a little too strong. If you notice, a lot of the top players were voted out early because they were too strong and threatening. But, you know, you could bring them along and help you win. Uh, I think she got voted out a little bit too early, but I would have voted her out by now. And then uh, instead of staying together, they're flipping back and forth with Adam, uh, uh, Taylor's an airhead. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, so, it's so silly, this whole... Millennial Tribe, they, they, they know the game, but they don't play it intelligently and maturely, you know. And so they're just digging their own graves when they could have had the power all the way, uh, you know, and been in the final six, final seven with the Millennials. And instead, they just shot themselves in the foot constantly, you know, because stealing the food, that's the other thing. You don't steal the food. That is like Absolutely. the worst thing you can do. <laughs> You're he was proud food. about it. I was crazy. It was he was proud about it, and he tried to straight up lie about Adam eating. And all Adam did was not rat him out. He didn't. I don't remember Adam eating anything. So my yeah. question to both of you is: Do you think Taylor is one of the dumbest Survivor contestants in Survivor history? And if not, who? Hmm. <laughs> There's been a lot of people, Bruce. You want to answer that first, or you want me to? Or yeah, I'll do a couple, and then there's a whole list. But but uh, James Clement, top when three, he had top two, three. Jay, James Clement, when he had the two hidden immunity idols and never used them, and yep. then uh, when uh, Eric, my buddy Eric, he had those uh, four girls around him, and he had the hidden immunity, he had the immunity necklace. And they go, oh, just give it to me, and we'll protect you. And then he gave him, he gave him the necklace, and he bowed him off. And uh, <laughs> that was to me, you know, James Clement sees Eric we're at a charity event. He goes, Eric, I'm so glad that you you did that move because now I'm not the dumbest survivor ever. <laughs> I, I, I would I would agree with Bruce entirely, but I would I think those people overestimated their alliance. Like James was with Todd's alliance on from Fay Long, so he misread that he was a threat. So I don't think that's as dumb, Eric. That was mm-hmm. a pretty dumb move against four strong, smart women. I think that's pretty dumb. But Taylor was at least knew he was out of numbers and had been out of his numbers position, and he still was so brazen about wanting to make out with Figgy while he still had another girlfriend. <laughs> Off the, off yeah, the that's beach. what I don't understand. I yeah. mean, I can understand strategy, but yeah. the thing is, is the girlfriend back home okay with it? Is she saying, yeah, go ahead, I don't care, you're bringing home the bacon anyway? Well, I think he brought <laughs> home some bacon before he went to Fiji, too, so there's it's a very convoluted problem for Taylor, and I can't wait to I meet all these people, so... You know, I don't want to say anything too bad, especially if Taylor, you're listening, can't wait to meet you, bro. But uh, hey. he's definitely one of the dumbest. I put him. I mean, I would hey. say higher level dumb because I think Eric and James made dumb moves, but there was more context for when they made their moves. And Eric did his like on day 36 or seven, and this guy's making his dumb move on day 20. What is it, 27, 26 or so? Yeah. Well, Mike, Mike and Sherry and Kaylin, you know, uh, uh, Adam actually could have been a great, great player, but he Absolutely. wants people to like him so much. He tells everybody, 
too much too soon. Yep. And he's going back and forth and he goes Adam into broke my heart this episode. I was pulling yeah. for him. He's that scrappy underdog and then now he's like now he's finally conquered like the pyramid and now he's just oh look what oh sucks to be you now. Look at me, look what I did. Yeah. Well I like Big Ken. Ken and Chris. I like those two guys. Uh Ken, Ken, I like Hannah too. Yeah, Hannah is just uh, kind of cruising along. She's in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, uh, but you know what? For, to last that long, I don't care who you are, to be on Survivor that long, I give props to every single one, including Taylor, including Hannah. And, uh, you know, I just I think next week's going to be very, very interesting. And I think it'll be a, a very interesting uh, finale. But more important, I'm just trying to see where, where all the big boys were, you know, is it? Brent and uh, Chris and Ken, were these yeah. guys, you know, how are they going to handle it? Who are they going to bring in? Uh, Will, because you had the preview yes, of, of next week's episode, and it sounds like Gen X is going to start cracking, too. There was talk of Chris yeah. on the chopping block. Well, you know what? Just like on my show with Kasaya, whether I liked him or not, if you just sit down and don't panic and you look at and without a, making an emotional decision – People are making too many emotional decisions. Well, he no. screwed me over with this and that. You can't believe all the name callings they called me or getting screwed over or being the last. But you know what? You you just got to know when to make your move, like in yeah. chess or, or any time. You, know, you just got to know when to make that move. And right now, too many people make the mistakes because they're making emotional decision too soon throughout this whole season. And, I was uh, surprised uh, Sunday, Bruce. I was surprised Sunday was going to yes. sacrifice their numbers to go after Jessica, who, what we've seen, there hasn't even been a mention of Jessica having any beef with Sunday. So I don't yeah. want to be a yeah, Thursday just, night quarterback, just, but I don't know what Sunday was. I don't know where that came from. And I was tweeting about it, and Jessica was liking it all. And Sunday didn't like much anything. So I don't know where their beef is, and I know there might have been stuff that we didn't see. But I just didn't yeah. understand why you would sacrifice well, your. Well, Sunday said that she voted for Jessica in the Lucy blind side. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. just because you wrote in her name, maybe she's gunning, which is kind of a ridiculous thing to think about. Yeah, but, but she didn't mention it. Which that, your, yeah, your, your I know parents. she was trying. Yeah. What, what what a lot of things happen, um, Sherry is uh, uh, they shoot. I think about two hundred hours with twelve at least twelve camera crews on both tribes. 24 hours a day per three days, and they whittle it down to 45 minutes. So yep. you don't know what's edited, what's edited out. They make you look like how they want to look, but there's a lot of little strategy that we don't see, like maybe, like you said, between Sunday and um, and the other ladies. Yeah. yeah. So you don't know what's really happening, the dynamics and the chemistry. And um, so it's just we got to go by what, how they edit when they play. And also, you know, there's other moves that where somebody looks really dumb is really a sharp person, but they had a dumb moment, and they want to capitalize on it. So uh, to me, once again, I salute everybody who made the cast, and they were chosen for a certain reason, and that's to create chaos. <laughs> What do you think of Will being in there still in high school, Bruce, being the youngest or oldest person on your season, somebody 18 out there? What that's I give him a lot of props. That's pretty crazy. He's out there. He's in a bad numbers deal. But what do you think about you know, doing this when you were in high school? You know, like you, you and I, 
have met a lot of super fans, and I'm on Facebook with a lot of them. And, and there's so many wonderful people that qualify that should be on the show, but maybe will never be, and they've applied 10, 12, 15 times. And then all yep. of a sudden, this high school kid, Will, comes on. Well, there's something special about him that maybe we don't know. But yep. I'll tell you, for them to pick him, and he's in high school and come on the show, you know, I, I like to meet him just to find out and, you know, how the m- main thing is, you know, it's never time to shine. The survivors, other survivors like me have done it, uh, you know, at, and when we meet them, it's their time to shine. But it's like, are they humble? Are they going to um, mm-hmm. be a good representative of what survivors all about 10 years down the road? And then, you still respect me 10 years later. Oh, I respect from, you more than when I met you. But, I mean, yeah, I always respected the, you, but it's even or, more or, every time. Or seeing seeing the show, and then a lot of people who are on the show that were, whether they won or they were, they were like, okay, they made them look really good, and then you find out they're assholes, including ladies, too. So just want to oh, let the fans there's, know. there's been a couple of those but, I've ran into for sure. Dozens and dozens. I'm not kidding. You know, I wouldn't even allow them in my house. And just, uh, but more important is, uh, you know, I just like to see how the cast will end up. Uh, unfortunately, I never get to see Survivor Live because I teach, to say, switch it to Wednesday. I teach karate on Wednesday nights. And that's why I miss a lot of the finale, going to the finales because I have karate on Wednesdays. So, but I'm going to try to make it to the finale party on this season. I'll see you on Tuesday anyway. You know. Well, I definitely want to see you Tuesday because we need a new picture, man, because I'm probably, I don't know, 60 pounds less than June, maybe that much. So, yeah, I'm I'm on yeah, the well, you won't You won't recognize me. I grew to 6'2", and I weigh 240. And they asked okay. Me to, yeah, yeah. And so they asked me to be a running back for UCLA or something like that. So I'm thinking about that. So you won't recognize me. And I'm not Japanese anymore, so. <laughs> well, hope we can find each other, man. Well, it might be a crazy party. Uh, Kalen, while you're still here, and Bruce too, you guys, what about all these women getting voted out, and especially women of color? Uh, what What's your perspective on that, uh, either of you? Oh Sherry? dear. Yeah. What's well, up with so the ladies going? Actually, see reason behind them. I don't think it's a race thing. Okay. Racist, I agree with you. I think it's an interesting it. circumstance, but yeah. Well, I you know what? It's really um, interesting. Well, for me, it's the person, the character. Yep. I mean, are they, uh, you know, first thing is, what are they doing around camp? You know, yep. it's usually the youngers are lazy, but everybody seemed to be working. And, and then how well did they do in the, in, in the um, challenges, especially the reward challenges or tribal? And, and what's interesting is, um, you, we blame the person at the end a lot of times because they missed the shot or didn't hook the hook or, or tie, untie the tire for the puzzle. But you got to look at the beginning who was dragging everybody. I mean, you look at David. I can't believe he's gone this far. And yeah. if you watched him in the beginning of all the challenges, I can't believe he survived this far. But he's turning into an interesting character, and I like him. I like David a lot, you know. David's just like the little engine that could, you know. He's just—I'm very proud of him, and I would love to see him go all the way. Yeah, I agree. He's great for TV. 
He, as a TV yeah, writer, he definitely knows that he knows he's a, he's one of the best confessionalists. He and Zeke, they're just amazing in the oh, game and too. behind the camera. So, so my my uh, you know I'd like to see toward the end is definitely I'd like to see uh, uh, um, uh, some of the uh, I, I think it's going to be David's gonna be out there. He kind of knows how to switch back and forth. He's so nervous, but he's playing. He's he set himself comfortable in the game. Uh, I have no idea what's going to be between uh, Jessica and and Sunday. That's going to be a, a big move there. And mm-hmm. uh, Jade's got to try to survive, but I think he's going to – he won't be around. And like I said, I like Ken and Chris, Zeke and Dave. Uh, those are my four. And um, you, you never know. you gotta you got to play that strategy who you're going to – who you want on the jury, and sometimes you get you may have to screw over your friend for you to survive, and then they're on the jury and they may be angry, but if they understand if you you're playing to outwit, outplay, and outsurvive, that's what survive is all about. Uh, yep. Whoever plays the smartest should should get all the votes. You know, you can't hold sure. judges. Yeah. Well, Halen, who, who, who are you rooting for? Uh, we've got 11. Was it 11 left, 10 left? Uh, who, who do yeah, you want to see? Yeah, there's a lot see? of likable people. I'm, I'm basically, I'm on board with Zeke. I see a lot of eye-to-eye on his situations. I mean, honestly, even though he was on the outs with Adam, I would have probably, in his shoes, I would have voted for Figgy as well. Figgy was a yep. bigger threat than Mari, in my opinion. I I agree. I, I think that's uh, – I. I like Zeke, and I share Bruce's sentiment. I like Ken, and I, I like David a lot. I liked Adam, but I think he's too honest and I, a little too confrontational for my taste. So, yeah. He may have shot himself in the foot with the last two episodes. Yeah, he's yeah. not winning the game, I don't think. He can go deep, but I, I just think he's overplayed his hand. Yeah. I love his backstory. you got to quit him. Oh, you gotta great quit, He has to quit apologizing. So. Yeah, you just see. I I appreciate his his straightforwardness, but some of that you got to just be like, yeah, this is what happened. He's like, yeah, I know I probably broke your heart. And I'm like, stop telling him how much you pissed him off, Adam. Like that's not good strategy or yep. social. That's terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're such a wimp. You know, you do it and then you you live with you it. You don't keep apologizing and apologizing. So anyway, I I'm enjoying the season and I'm and Big Mike. I'll tell you what. You know, you're one of my best buddies. I appreciate our friendship, and uh, and I appreciate you telling me what I did on the show correct and wrong. <laughs> you know more about me than I did, and uh, I appreciate all that. And looking for forward sure. to seeing you next month. Yeah. And so, yeah. thank you for inviting me on. My goodness, thanks. Absolutely. You're always welcome. Anytime. And I'd like to get a tandem with you, and if we can get Bob Dog. I can't wait to see. I love Bob's writing, and I love his interaction in person, but I think he would dominate a podcast. So we'll try to get you guys on maybe next season if it's if you both have the same schedule. Have you and Bob not considered applying for the Amazing Race? Oh, there's a we good question. Did. Bob Dog and I should be on the Amazing Race. We are hysterical. I mean – whenever we go out, a lot of times my wife goes, you guys are too much. So she goes, you just go out and drink with Bob Dog and say this place. But I'll tell you, when we go out, 
everybody around us wants to be around us. They're just total strangers. Wherever we go, we can go to a, a dumpy uh, Mexican restaurant and do tequila shooters, and, and then we can go to a fancy steakhouse and rent up a $400 bill, but we just have the greatest, funnest time that, uh, you know, you guys are always around to hang out with us anytime you guys want, whenever you see us. But like I said, uh, he's a real special person, and somehow, no matter what we do, it's just, it's just like twins. We're like twins. I tell people we're yeah, twins Yeah, they count you together. <laughs> but so you said that great chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sherry, what we need to do is get, get a big thing going about we need Bob Dog and Bruce the Factor on Amazing Race. That's number one. Number two, uh, you know, a year and a half ago I had my whole shoulder replacement. They cut off my arm bone. It's all titanium. And I'm getting back in great strength. I... Uh, last week I ran uh, six miles three times. I do uh, 300 sit-ups. I do 100 push-ups before I go to the gym. I still fight every Monday and Wednesday night. I'm going to be 70 next year. Well, next month I'll be 69, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to race around the world. I'm ready to go back on Survivor, whatever. But if not, I'm having a great time, and and I just uh, love doing charity work. I was really surprised wow. you weren't on Philippines, Bruce. I when they were talking about the theme, I thought you would have been an automatic. Oh, yeah. So I hope they if they do that kind of thing with three medevacs again, I I really hope you get the call. We just had uh, Joe on here last week, perfect. so yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, look. Thank you so much, everybody, and and uh, probably one of the two things I like to support. The two biggest things is a reality rally in Temecula, California, in April. And usually uh, July or August, uh, the uh, Orlando, Florida, yep. give, give, give kids, kids the world. world. Oh my gosh, that was. And, excuse me, I didn't get to go this year because um, I was chairman of a uh, of the oldest karate organization in America, and two years ago they made me chairman. And at this, and last August was a big event, and I had to spend two years. I had to buy a thousand black belts from ten countries arrange all the hotels and food and tournament and and finally I'm free of that and now I'm back to old Bruce and having a great time. Well we love him. Wow, uh, thanks good. for coming in man. We I really appreciate your time today, Bruce. So Right, big Mike. Talk to you later, Kaylin. Sherry Sherry, hey, thank Sherry, you so guys. much. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much, Bruce. Kaylin, thank you so much for calling in as well. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. We enjoyed me. your questions. Yeah, we really enjoyed your questions tonight. Where were you from, did you say? Salem, Massachusetts. Were you up at uh, Rodney's uh, event, Rodney LaVoy, that he just had up in that area? No, I wasn't. <laughs> well, I recommend it. It's relatively cheap, so next October, make sure you check it out. And uh, love to meet you and uh, talk Survivor. So, and feel free to oh, more than what people. And uh, you can. Thank you very much. Yeah. Any other thoughts from the episode you want to say while you're still on? Anything you liked or didn't like? It was a hell of an episode, Um, and I loved watching Taylor get blown up. It was amazing, and I loved every second of it. (laughs) I did too. He seems like a fun guy to be around, but you know, when you're on Survivor, you just kind of want to, you know, stay stay away. Just kind of, if you're in alliance with them, just like swap up his ego and. 
That's oh, I could wind that kid up all night, all day long on the beach. I know I could be in his head and chirping and getting him to say and do all kinds of crazy stuff. So if I was playing with a tailor, I would have been milking that and having him, he and Figgy sitting there right next to each other. Then I would have blown them both up and, you know, taking the hockey's girl out when it happened. And, uh, yeah. That's what upsets me about Figgy. Wasted potential. She would have mm-hmm. been a great player. If you yeah. could have just said, like, this guy's following me, this guy won't get off me, um, you, we, you can use him, too. We can form an alliance. He'll do whatever I tell him to. Yep. But I, think I, I, was actually, I was pulling for her, but it's just she got so – I was just, like, darn, so close. And just kind of – she went, when she kind of went out, you kind of heard her sobbing a little bit when she was walking down after her torch got mm-hmm. snuffed. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I think uh, she got a raw deal she just because of him. She was a strong female player. Yeah, I think she was the least justified of the, the female boots. I understand why, Adam, and I think it was a smart move that, you know, he went with them and did that. But a lot of these other oh, people Adam, were pretty – Yeah. I would have got rid of her, too, if that was in Adam's position. Great move. And plus, they were gunning for Ken. When you're still on the primers, you do need someone to help you in the challenges. And Ken's a, Ken's a, Ken's a, yeah, there's a lot of alpha men around and Ken's the one I'm, I'm, you know, Chris is a big guy, but some of these endurance ones, I don't know what he always going to do. Same thing with Brett, but Ken is just so versatile. He's a younger Xer. Uh, he's, and he's one of my favorites and he's so articulate. And I, I, yeah, I got to have so a Ken Crusher. Yeah. He's so humble. And uh, the whole vinyl, he likes the vinyl music and not the digital, and Jeff's giving him a hard time. And I'm like, come on, Jeff. Like, you're you 25 years older than I Ken. I wonder so. about Jeff. Do you think he's overstating, as a millennial, do you think he's overstating the millennial thing with, like, the participation trophy awards and, I'm an extra by three years, so I, but I think he's playing it up, and I think he's amping it up a little too much. And, like, he had to tell Will, like, four times he couldn't drink. And I'm like, I think Will's aware that he can't consume alcohol, which is kind of weird though. Cause I don't know if they get the show got in trouble. Cause they've had younger people on in different countries where the legal drinking age is 18. So I think it, maybe it's for the state Will's from, but they've had younger people out there that have been able to drink like Spencer, I thought was able to drink and uh, token chains and some of these other younger folks. So, I think Jeff's amping it up and playing it up for sure. I know I know every millennial doesn't get a trophy every day and some of that <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, but I do work with millennial students, so I know it's what it's kind of like with millennials. Like, do you but, text you or Y-O-U? Or... Well, when I text, I'm very uh, – my mom was an English teacher, so I hardly ever, unless it's with my girlfriend and I'm sending off something really fast, I like to make sure what I send is pretty articulate. So I'm not like, you know, just spelling with one letter. Yeah. I know, like I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial, so I, I'm 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 totally okay with just texting. You know, what the actual let the letters. You know, I like to yep. show people I graduated school. Yep. And what do you? You don't be in such a hurry to get that text out that you got to you know write with all these initials and. Yeah, yeah, you're not going anywhere. I mean, they're going to read your message when you send it. For sure, it's with the eleven the English language. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know that you know the language you're speaking. Spell it correctly. <laughs> I appreciate. Well, the only reason I would get short is on Twitter because I I need more. I, I'm a I'm a talker, so I I'm not very good at Twitter because oh, yeah. the, the 140 characters is hard for me. I, I need like 1400. Like, so 
what I would usually do for that is, you know, the notes app, I would go on there, type it, then take a screen cap and just post it there. I will <laughs> that way have you to, get everything out. I will have to do that next time. But, uh, well, with these final 11, did you say who you're, uh, who you're rooting for there, Kaylin or Sherry? I'm pulling for Zeke all the way. But I would like to see Brett go far, Brett and Sunday, because, you know, I like to say they're suffering from what Bruce had. You can tell they're in the game, but they get, like, two minutes of airtime, and mm-hmm. they're basically shown for drama and unnecessary stuff. But, you know, I kind of feel it's a little lopsided against them for airtime. Yeah, I wish the show was longer, and Brett was actually at Rodney's event, so he's the only one from this cast I've gotten to meet. And uh, Brett was very entertaining, and the few times we've gotten to when he got drunk, I thought it was great. They were giving him the drinks, and he was just so hilarious when he's drank. And I think they should have more alcohol at challenges and even let Will have some, because I, I like to see these people cut loose. I don't like when they get so drunk they're, like, throwing up on each other and, like, stumbling around. But when they're just, you know, you know, I was worried Brett was going to let it out that he was a cop because he was so shit-faced. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. <laughs> When they're happily inebriated, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to drink now post-surgery, and if I have a drink or two with with all the weight gone and, you know, less stomach, I, I'm tipsy after two drinks when I used to be able to drink 20 and not even get drunk. So uh, I can only imagine if I got out there and they, Liver of steel. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a liver of steel, but I, I'd go out there now and – They'd give me a Shirley Temple, and I'd be laying on the ground somewhere because I'd be <laughs> drunk off of that, like scooping when he drank the pop, and he almost got drunk on pop, and I'm like, really? Like, there's not even an alcohol in that, dude. Well, well, thanks for stopping by, and you're more than welcome to stay on as long as you want. We're just going to recap the episode, Kaylin. So, oh, uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. I'm back any time. I don't know who we're not going to – Sherry and I haven't talked about this, but it is Thanksgiving next week, so I don't know what we're doing. I know there's a double episode next week. Did you know that, Sherry, that there's – I guess there's two back-to-back episodes from what I've been told. I guess there's two two-hour-long episodes is what someone said or one two-hour-long episode. Perhaps we're going to see Idol play next week. I think it's about time because we've got a lot of people and only – Four episodes, I think, until the finale. Five. There's a lot of people that need to get eliminated. So I would say idle activity, double vote, maybe a medevac. Uh, I don't know. I've read somewhere there's not supposed to be a medevac this season. I don't remember where I I read it, but a long time ago I read. That's always good. We've had a little too many medevacs and quits recently. We just had Joe on last week, and it was... He was just one of the tougher medevacs to watch. I felt bad. He ate three pounds of steak and then had to go bye-bye. So, I don't know. I don't know that we'll be doing a show on Thanksgiving itself. But we can talk about um, possibly. Yeah, but if you actually see, David is actually getting much better in challenges now. Did you see him on the reward? He's just kind of hoisted up. He's comfortable. Compared to yeah, other yeah, challenges, he's, he's getting much better. He's going he from is. David to Goliath out there. He's doing really well at the challenges, and I'm so I'm surprised. And he's he's kind of lucky, but he he's surviving, and I that's why I think he's one of my favorite. Is he just 
He's he's be battling the odds, but I, I also love people that are great confessionalists, and he's probably what he, Adam, and Zeke, I would say, are the best. If you're just going to sit a camera on them and just have them talk, they're just phenomenal. Uh, Zeke's good with the sound bites, and David's just good at assessing what's going on. So I, I'm definitely supporting them. Uh, we only have two women left, three women left out of eight people. So I guess what are the power rankings on these women, ladies? Who do you think is going to outwit, outplay, and outlast between Sunday, Jessica, and Hannah, Sophie Jr., as I call her? So. Oh, I would probably put my money on Hannah for that. Okay. Hannah may be a good person to take to the finals. Uh, I was listening to the Rob, Rob has a Rob's podcast with Sophie and Sophie's making a lot of good points with her panic attacks. You see a lot of people comforting her. And then when she, when she backstabs you and then she's in the final, you do have a lot of people saying, I helped you through this and this is how you paid me back. Yep. So I think she's going to alienate people and I don't think she's got the, yeah, I don't think if she gets to the end, depending on what she does, unless she makes some masterful moves, we're just getting a pretty interesting, I mean, to almost be medevaced by sitting out a challenge, that was, I mean, I'm glad she's okay, and I'm glad she's doing all right, but come on, I, that wouldn't be good on your Survivor resume, that, you know, I think well, there's Survivor. getting voted out first twice like Francesca, then getting medevaced while you're sitting out of a challenge would be one of the worst ever, so. I'm really proud of Hannah, though. I suffer from anxiety mm-hmm. as well, and I, I'm glad she's in there. I'm glad she's in there. I don't like how she's playing, but I'm hoping she can go far. Oh, yeah, and I liked how she threw it right back on Jake because he basically ignored her when they were doing the other vote, when they voted out Michaela. But now he's like, yeah, just keep me in the loop next time. And if I was Hannah, I would have gone right to a <laughs> professional. Like, really? You want me to keep you in the loop when you kept me out of the loop? <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I can't wait. I hope they target Jay, flush his idol, and then Will with that deep non-18-year-old voice gets the boot, then they can take out Jay, and then we're going to have this real battle royale between the remnants of uh, gen- Generation Millennial versus these Xers. And I, I hope the people I like prevail on. I, I don't know what will happen if Zeke's going to go with Chris and get rid of Ken yeah, and there, Jessica there's a lot of likable people this season. Yeah. Even the honorary people, like Taylor's still interesting, but last, there was just so much animosity last season with some of those people. I'm just nothing. I don't think anything equates to it. Even the beef between Sunday and Jessica, it's not even defined. You know, the most ferocious person we've really seen is Taylor and Lucy, and Lucy's been gone for quite some time. And Poor Lucy. Poor Lucy. That well, we, I, in her position watching this, I'd be a little upset because now they finally give her her own episode, and oh, you're going, you're gone. Oh well. Yeah, she was purple Lucy, and then uh, then she literally that was her tribe color. Well, literally and figuratively, she it was like, where'd <laughs> she go? She just did. She was nowhere. Then she got the big head. I'm like, oh, she's definitely getting the boot. So. Exactly. And now, yeah. now you see her. Now you see her talking to David and Ken and. Oh, you're you're going home now. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah, and then don't I mean, Ken's like, you're not telling me what to do and that's why I like you know, Kenny's a strong strong guy and he's got a great backstory. Wasn't he like five and a half years, six years off the grid or something? And he found out he had a kid or some kind of interesting thing with Ken. He's just very intriguing person. So. Yeah, he's that's what I like about too. him. He, he was a strong alpha male. 
he's got strong alpha male, but he's not as arrogant as you would have other people on the show being in that position. You can talk think, with him. You can open up to him. He'll listen to you. He'd be a great winner. Maturity. Yeah. He's very humble. He was feeding that tribe and and not saying, you know, hey, I'm the one that's taking care of this tribe. You know, he's, he wasn't expecting anybody to give him, you know, the pats on the back and, you know, hey, look at me, you know, I'm taking care of the tribe. You know, he was doing it just so selflessly and, you know, that doesn't happen a lot on Survivor. Usually the one that's feeding everybody wants to to get all the, the you know, the credit, yeah. attention for it, you know. Yeah, I and do it for you that way, that way you guys are in debt to me. Yeah. Yes, and he he wasn't doing that at all, and very under the radar about it. And I knew then that he was, you know, a different breed, and he's just so laid back. And him and I really like him and David both. Him, David, and yep. Zeke. I like all three of those. That I would actually, be a great final three. That would be good. I I hope that Ken uses his knowledge of the advantage and at final seven, if they have to make a move to take out Jessica, and he gets her advantage for later, because she pretty much said he's going to get it no matter what. So I think once they get rid of these younger kids, make a move maybe against somebody like, uh, I don't know, Hannah or Adam, flush the other idol, then Ken, I think, would be smart to take out Jessica because she's got a good story too. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of lot of possibilities here. My other question is, there's a lot of talk about a reboot of Heroes versus Villains. Would you put any of these guys on the season on a Heroes or Villains tribe? Uh, I don't think any of these people, to me, really resonate resonate with, you know, maybe Taylor as a Taylor might be a, a comical villain, maybe, but because people are saying he might be the worst player since Russell because of some of his off off islands sort of shenanigans. So, but no one really, to me, is like, wow, that's definitely a hero or that's definitely a villain from at least this season. Like last season, I could see like Ty oh, yeah. a hero and like. Jason and uh, Scott being Scott villains. Scott being the villain. This season, I, I don't feel it. I would actually put but... Jay on the villains tribe because you know everybody was watching. Love Michaela for a reason. She was amazing. She's nice. And then you have Jay just having a smug. Oh yeah, I did it. Bye. I Jason. agree with that. You just know he's out to play. I think he'd be a great villain. I would agree. You think there's a hero from this group so far? You think Zeke might be heroic at some point, maybe? Or I think Ken. Ken would make hero. I I would agree with that. I know. I, I, I mean, yeah, Sherry he's humble. He and Ty would be a great alliance on the heroes tribe. Oh my gosh! Like Ken you can picture them on on the tribe, and that tribe's gonna be happy until them until they have to go to tribal. That would be. I hope they don't do a heroes versus villains. I hope they do a fans favorites three first. I have a better shot in that scenario. But uh, I'm not I sure. do too. Trust me. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll talk offline uh, if we both get out there. Maybe we can work so together. So are we we'll already see. in an alliance right now? Oh, oh, I assume myself, but I definitely didn't pinky swear with you yet or anything. So yeah. Well, I can't really. We can't pinky swear because you know we don't have hands. <laughs> oh Where yeah. Where are we in alliance right now? <laughs> the virtual, the virtual pinky swear. That's <laughs> yeah, all virtual. 
I yeah, I, mean, I that's what I'm trying to figure out is out of these past few seasons if they did a fans favorites three, who the hell is on the favorites? I mean, there's a few, oh, but yeah. I think it'd I be would, like I would uh, put Taylor. I put Taylor on the favorites. Oh, I would love if Taylor was on fans favorites three and I was there too because that guy's not stealing any food from our tribe and yeah. Then when he gets to the merge and if he's on there, you just watch him like a hawk. You're like, I know yep. what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. He's trying to find the hottest chick and hooking up with him probably is what he's thinking. I don't know. I see you with any pretzel crumbs on your lips, buddy. You're going down. Yeah, <laughs> going he's wondering about the pretzels being stale. Like, I love he didn't even know what he was eating. He was just eating it out of the jar like a spoiled little kid like i don't even know what i mean is this a date like it's a freaking peach man like come on it's just you guys you think you have like heightened senses it was entertainment i mean he seems like a nice guy to be around to hang out and have a beer with yeah he seems like a fun guy just not the sharpest tool in the survivor (laughs) yeah he's He's not he's not a sharp tool. He's a tool, but he's not a sharp tool. So, Sherry, uh, what do you think with these? A lot of the women, who do you think's got the best shot? Out of the women, I would certainly go with Hannah. Okay. As an older woman, what do you think the beef is with Sunday and Jessica? Like, what do you? I just want to get in your head to get in their head. Like, do you think it's just the vote, or is there something I'm not picking up because I'm a uh, Generation X younger dude? Like, what's this beef? Like, we didn't. I don't know of anything besides the one vote. Like, do you have any idea where this is coming from? I don't. Other than she wrote her name down once, I just don't know where this is coming from. Unless, you know, one of them talked to someone, She, you know, one of the girls was tight with one of the guys and she caught the other girl talking to the guy she was tight with, that kind of thing, you know, because mm-hmm. girls get really tight, catty when, you know, a girl is tight with a guy and she catches another girl talking to the guy she's tight with, you know, that kind of thing. I was... Girls can I get was, really catty when that kind of thing goes, you know, goes around. So, and unless it's something like that, I don't know of anything else other than that one vote. I, you, I would agree Kaylin? with you. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I mean, they were in an original alliance from the get-go. They even flopped on pole at the same time. Something yep. must have happened we didn't see. I yeah. would agree with both of you ladies. And I was just wondering, because they always say that women have a tendency to get kind of catty. And I was surprised that if there's 11 people and there's only three women, that one of the women was going against another one of the women and cutting up the numbers. I was just shocked. I'm like, I, I, I'm a guy, so I can't fully understand it, but I'm pretty intuitive with how I interact with people. I was just like, why would you do that now from a strategic standpoint? And just, it just made no sense with all these alpha dudes that, that need to be knocked off one by one. Like, what are we doing here, people? And you would think that at this point, now that it's down to three women, that whatever it is, they should be able to walk to the beach and get past it, deal with it. Talk it out. Say, okay, it's water under the bridge. Hug it out. 
like grown women and come back together for the sake of the last three women on the tribe. But for some reason, they're not able to do that. So I have to think that there's something more than that one vote. Maybe it's and if there was team. something more than that one vote, why didn't they show it? Because right. now we're, we're watching it, and then this hits us out of the blue, and we're like, where did this come from? Maybe we're going to see it. Maybe it's something where it's going to be unveiled with how it plays down later. Maybe we're just not, maybe we're not to that part of the story. I don't know. But it seems like it's already happened. It's happened a long time ago, so why aren't we at that part of the story yet? Because we had to see Taylor and Figgy making out for so many episodes in a row, and Jay getting sassy with everybody, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What um, What do you think of the the uh, reward challenge? It was a pretty pretty uh, pretty similar. Little, I call it. I wrote on my notes. Hillbilly golf is what that looked like to me. I don't know if you it guys was, know yeah. with that game. It's definitely in Ohio, and I assume St. Louis. I don't know about Massachusetts, but that's we call that sport. They were playing hillbilly golf, just throwing the little <laughs> rope around. Yep, that's what it's called here too. And Hannah just, uh, uh, I was, when I when they announced the tribes, I was like, really? Like, what's going on here? And it looked well, like. Well, Chris was a captain. And if you know you're competing against, if you're competing against Chris in a reward challenge, you're probably going to lose. He is a tank. He is, but then why don't you take Junior Tank and Brett the Mortician slash cop and not, like, going for Adam and Will and Zeke and Jay and Jay, like. Poor Hannah. Well, we like, didn't she... see that. We didn't see their first pick. Maybe Chris already picked Brett. That's that is that could be true. But she still had Ken available, so she didn't pick Ken either. Pick if Ken. that was an option, so I don't know. But they got a little bit off lapsed. subject. I wanted to ask yeah. you if you have heard about um, Todd Herzog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very sad. And I was even, uh, from from Bruce's season, Shane made a pretty pointed post on, I think, one of Rodney's, because everyone's sharing this, and I'm tagged in a lot of these threads. But I kind of agree with Shane. I heard that he was an alcoholic. He was on Dr. Phil. Is he recovering, or? He's back for the third time. He's going to be on, tomorrow is the episode. Um, But he... He is having, or before the episode, he was having 12 seizures per day, and he actually has one while the cameras are rolling on the episode. Um, so he is really bad. Yeah, and They, you know, Dr. Phil has helped him. This will be his fourth time going for treatment. And third time yeah. on Dr. Phil, right? Third time on Phil and fourth treatment or something like that? Right. Third time on Dr. Phil, fourth time for going for alcohol addiction intervention. Um, but to see how bad he is, I believe he's on on stage in a wheelchair and he actually has a 
a seizure on the stage. And uh, it's just so sad to see what, what he's, you know, going through and what alcohol has done to him. It just tears my heart out. I hope he makes it. Yeah, because he's, one of these times he's not going to make it through. And and who knows what this has done to his internal organs and what kind of permanent damage could be done, you know. Um, Well, It's just really, really uh, sad and heartbreaking. Shane from uh, Bruce's season from the same tribe, his post is like, well, he just, Shane was not as politically correct as I will probably say it right now, but he was like, is this the best thing for Todd to have all this Facebook activity and going on Dr. Phil and all that? Is that like enabling and feeding into this whole thing? And I was like, I kind of agree with Shane. Like maybe he just needs to be away from everything. Yeah. Because Todd's a great kid. I like Todd. He's the first super fan to, you know, get a cast to go on a season, and he's he's probably one of my top three winners just because of the way he outwitted, outplayed, not last. I always put him up with. He Chris. had a very good final tribal. Yep. And the whole game, he was positioning himself along the way. You know, getting Aaron to be the leader and taking out James when he had both idols, and you know, having Courtney right by his side and using Amanda to be like a target as well. So, yeah, I thought Todd was a great player, but I've been at the Yeah, he was a great too. player. Watching Todd, though, he – a lot of the survivors and reality people, I've hung out with them a bunch, and good God, they can drink. Like, I've seen some amazing <laughs> things with the consumption, but Todd was just a big party animal, and I think it was a big part of his lifestyle, and I hope he can recover, and he's – you know, he's in my thoughts and prayers, and I, I can't wait to see him. He was actually – supposed to be in the main event, Sherry, if you didn't know, Bob's event up in Maine, and because of this stuff that kept happening, he wasn't able to play, and I I, can, I hope he gets recovered by next summer and can play, because I think he'd be a great addition. On November 1st, he wrote a, a letter to people on Facebook, um, and he says, hello to everyone, I want to let you know that I have had a relapse, relapse recently an extremely bad one at that. I was fortunate enough for my health, sobriety, and life to go back on Dr. Phil and sent to treatment. I have been here for almost two weeks now. I'm going to continue fighting my disease of alcoholism for a while. I'll warn you that the episode of Dr. Phil that will be airing will not be a pleasant one, a pleasing one, but if you know me in any way, shape, or form, you know that I'm a fighter, a strong and determined man, and I'm willing to do anything I have to do to kick this demon I have faced in the butt. Harzog continued in a statement, Please, if if you're suffering from addiction or know or have a loved one with addiction, help help them find tools needed to live life. I'm not done with my journey of life. Please feel free to send me mail. I'll do anything possible I can to write back because I know how alone and scary it can feel. I won't be online for a while because I'm focusing on getting myself to 100%. But rest assured, I'm doing fantastic and healthy so far, and I'm not even close to giving up and letting my addiction win. With all the love in the world to each and every one of you, and it says, um, 
that this is his fourth attempt at long-term sobriety, and it, it goes on, but I I just don't know. You know, he it says that he was drinking up to three bottles of vodka a day. That's not good. Wow. And, I mean, that's enough to do permanent damage, you know, if he was doing that for any length of time, which obviously he was or he wouldn't be having seizures like he was. Um, So I worry about what kind of permanent damage he may have had. I hope that he can, you know, recover and stay sober at some point and never have a drink again. It's just really sad to to be so strong to win Survivor and then it comes to this, you know. Yep, I hope he hope he can recover and it's a that's a tragic thing in the Survivor world and also today, um, Mike Scoopin's trial began. So we'll see how that pans out as well. His uh, that began according to one of my contacts at uh, People Magazine. So I hope he um, I hope he can pull through, and uh, we'll see what happens with that too. That's a just That's kind of another a downside. One just blew me blew me away because I adored Scoop. I I absolutely adored him. Um, I didn't know him well, mm-hmm. but he was always very pleasant and kind to me. And when I found that out, I was devastated. Yeah, he did this show when I was in surgery last year. I was so glad he volunteered to do that the week I was in the hospital. So it's just a tragic sad thing and we'll see what the what they decide and what what happens from there i hope his family is doing well me too well there was uh i hope we didn't miss anything uh major from the show i was uh i was glad i was a little worried that ken ken won immunity and were you surprised that uh, I was not too surprised? I was surprised a few more people didn't sit out at the immunity challenge because I was tweeting that uh, grilled ham and cheese might be one of the few things that I might not apply. I might have had some grilled ham and cheese. I don't know. That looked really, really I have to awesome. give them credit for participating because when you're watching the show and they give them the food, you're always yelling, take the immunity, you dumbass, while you're stuffing your face with chips. But then yep. when you're deprived of food, and then it's right in front of your face. That was surprising. And I was really surprised that Will, maybe he just thought Jay and Taylor were bigger targets and they'd split the vote between them. But I was really surprised that Will sat out. Zeke, I wasn't sure. He's kind of in a power position. And he's a looks like a he's a littler guy, but I could see him eating some grilled cheese. Were you surprised? Um, they posted some confessionals on the Survivor YouTube, and there's a there's a good one of Zeke saying, "I know I'm not going to last that long." I'm, there's a bunch of snowboarders and surfers, so I'm just going to enjoy food. I'm not going to last that long. I'm probably not going to win. That's smart, but what I'm not sure about is why Will did that. Is 
what do you guys think about Will's side of it? You think he just wasn't a threat, or do you think he was hungry, or what's up? Probably both. I'm sure that you ha- you've had heard people saying J.R. Taylor, J.R. Taylor, and then Will, Will just kind of, because you see in the next episode, Will kind of flips on Jay, telling Zeke about his idol. Yeah. Maybe Will's going to flip. He's smart man if he does, but then if they flush the idol, I'm curious who they vote for. Maybe that's where Sunday gets her wish and they can somehow go for Jessica. And maybe Ken would go along because he knows that he gets her advantage and maybe he, she won't know he did her dirty. So I don't, I don't know. Because we haven't heard about the advantage ever since at least he got voted off and Jessica told Ken about it. Do you think Ken may have forgot she had the advantage? I think Ken's too sharp of a guy to forget that, but I don't. I, I'm, I'm glad he hasn't sold her up or down the river. I always forget which one it is. So I think he. I think he's aware, and he's got it in his back pocket because I think Ken's a really sharp guy because he picked up on the Figgy Taylor romance, and that was one of my favorite things. Was when they revealed their secret, and Ken's laughing like, "No shit!" Well, I know so you did could. Jessica. So did yeah. Jessica. They, they right. were both keen to it. Yeah. We have um, another caller calling in. We have your Isabel joining us now. Hi, Isabel. Oh, lovely. Hey, Hi, sorry, oh, late. sorry I was late. Sorry, I was out looking at appliances with Heather, so I was like, oh, crap, I need to call in before it gets too much later. Well, thanks for calling in, babe. What did you think of the episode? Did you get to watch it finally? or? Yeah, I watched it this morning at work, you know, cough, cough. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening to that. You, you were working uh, hard not watching Survivor. No, no, you know. Were you That's happy it. or sad that Taylor got the boot? I was more than happy. More than pleased. Same here. I, uh, well, well, I'm dominated by the women in this call, but what do you think? What do you think, Sunday and... Uh, Jessica, what do you think their beef's about? Do you have any women's intuition? Because I'm a dumb man and I have no idea what they're fighting about. Um, crap, I didn't forget now. Um, I think, yeah, because what Sunday was saying about how she wrote down Jessica's name. and okay. you know, I'd, So they'd probably, be, you know, take me off like if they were trying to stay concealed as one. But I can't remember if that was back when they were still, you know, just the Gen X tribe. But... I don't know, like they had their little alliance and she wrote her name down. Okay. So, I mean, that, like with anybody, that happens. You can flip the switch. Well, women are My smarter than is, men, so I just wanted to David know what you thought. Since David played the idol to save Lucy, and you know Ken yeah. voted for Jessica originally, do you think Ken and David are out of the loop together? That could be the case. Because you've seen it, you've seen them. David and Zeke are now bonding, and Ken yeah. and Jess are together, and you haven't really seen them together as a four. Maybe that's what's brewing, or maybe there's some scenes we haven't seen. I know because David hasn't told anybody about Second Idol, right? I don't think has he's he. He's told or? Zeke. He's told Zeke. That's just Zeke, yeah. But he didn't tell Ken and Jessica, so yeah. No. I I think that could be that could be what happens later on. I think, and I think David's smart enough to know that 
Ken's playing a better game socially and strategically and in the challenges, I think David might make a move against Ken at some point, too. It'd be unfortunate because I like Ken more than David, but it'd be a hell of a play. I know that much. Sorry. Um, I just don't want to miss any. I'm just checking my notes for if there are any good sound bites or um, confessionals. I think the whole tribal council thing between uh, Jeff calling out Taylor and then Taylor's whole, you know, I don't think Adam's been Adam, playing yeah. very smart smart lately, but the whole thing of trying to throw Adam under the bus while you're laying under the bus eating snacks, I just. It rubbed me hey, the wrong way. And I know Jay, I think Jay genuinely believes it, too. I don't think he was just playing it up for the camera. I think he actually thinks Adam ate food. Yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta give Taylor some credit where credit's due. I mean, at least he tried. Participation trophy. <laughs> yeah, you get that yeah. participation trophy yeah, for 12th place. And I didn't watch the uh, jury video yet. Did you see that, uh, Kalen? Was that pretty funny, Taylor and Michelle? Or did she was she mad at him? I haven't gotten to see it yet. Um, actually, I did watch it, and they they seem to get along. They seem to get along fine. Um, Taylor asked Michelle to cut his hair, and they had a couple jabs at Adam. But what was really awkward was at the end you have Taylor Figgy wrote him a letter. And now you have Taylor saying, oh, we're going to do things after the end, and kind of awkward to watch. Ooh, maybe I'll be watching that right after the – in about nine minutes. We'll see. I, yeah. She cut his hair. Interesting. He didn't make any moves. Yeah, you see, you see it with the – you see him, like, she has, like, a bunch of it, like, tied to one side. She's, like, using a razor. Huh. Interesting. Well, I got to watch that, but he didn't try to make the moves on Michelle, did he? Because Taylor isn't that big of a player, right? That mm. didn't happen. <laughs> if we, we they may not have happened, you're just not too if, sure. They, all, they probably wouldn't have filmed it. Okay, Michelle's <laughs> a little CBS more religious to go than Figgy. And charge more, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing Michelle's sleeping with is her Bible, so that's that's good. So. Good for her, and great story. And I, I liked her Ponderosa. I did watch it, so that was it was cool. And being the, you know, leader of the what do they call it? The what Ponderosa Mayor. Yeah, the Ponderosa Mayor. So she'll do a good job with that. Because I thought she was. I'm the just kind of player. a little nervous to see what happens if Dave's the next one gone, and then you have the three of them together. Oh gosh, yeah. All Good golly, Miss Molly. That could be. I actually want to see Adam get there and watch some of those like Survivor Gabon jury moments where people are not talking to each other and there's just so much tension. I, it'd be kind of fun to see that a little bit and hopefully they get it reconciled by day 39. But Yeah, you can kind of tell Adam and, I mean, not Adam, Michelle and Taylor are still a little upset. They're taking like a little shots and you have the unruly. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't have any other major notes, Sherry, and we'll we'll talk off air about what's going on for next week. Um, what works best, or we're taking a two week break, or what we're gonna do. Um, I think breaking is good, but there's just one thing I want to point out. Okay. How they voted. 
Taylor was the only one who voted for Adam, but you have Jay flipped and wrote Taylor's name down while Will flipped for Jay. Do you think they're done as an alliance? And they're just I scrambling think that's together? a very good point. That seven to four to one vote, I was very surprised that it was that vote. Yeah, I'm very curious what's going on and. I think Jay saw the writing on the wall, and I like you wrote tail. Sorry, brother. And I'm like, oh my god, like, come on. But I thought let's, it was just, let's just say if Jay goes to Ponderosa, there's going to be a testosterone overload there. Yeah, I I don't know if I want Jay there quite yet. Maybe Will Will be a nice mellow next vote. Then maybe Jay. I think Jay's got some. Uh, I think he's got some longevity, especially with Sunday. That was an interesting connection they had. That she was wanting to make this move and save Jay, who's a pretty big threat. So, yeah, I don't get Sunday's play there. It's interesting. She made a statement. You know, maybe it's time for me to take control of this game. I was like, well, you just go right ahead but if you think so you can. There's so many people you can sit <laughs> down that would better your game. Yeah, let's cut out my numbers and make a move that'll hurt me later. Go, Sunday, go. Woo! Jay already did that with Michaela. Yeah, so you want to emulate what Jay did by cutting out his alliance, by working with the guy that did that? Yeah, see, I'm not on Team Sunday. I, She's, on my power ranking, she's like 10, maybe 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing with the Jay writing down Michaela's name. I totally think he made he made a good move, but it is gonna bite him in the butt. Yeah, she was she was a huge threat, and yeah, she'd be nice to have around for the vote now and to be a threat versus him. Be, he, she's a bigger threat than Jay, sort of, in some some of the challenges. So I I think they could have cut out the gener- Generation X numbers. They wouldn't have had it at the merge. Get rid of Sunday. Get rid of Brett. Then take out Michaela later on after you get rid of Generation X. So they're just yeah. I mean, I I can see the good and bad in in both the situation. It's I don't even know to call it a good move. It's just kind of a eh. It was great TV. It was entertaining, but yeah. Besides from that, I don't know how tactical it is. So. Well, Sherry, I I really I I could talk all night, but I don't have much else to say. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I'm good. I want to thank everybody. Have a great evening. Thanks for stopping well, by, Kayla. Thank it was you great so to, much. You guys take you. care. Yep. You had great questions. Call in again and join us again sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. You take care. Bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I want to Always remind great everybody. Always on too, babe. So. You're welcome, you're welcome. Yes, absolutely. It's always great to have Isabel with us. And I do want to re- thank everybody else that's listening, whether it be in the, the chat room or in podcasts later on. Um, and just to remind everybody, we will not have a show next Thursday. It's Thanksgiving, and that's a national holiday that I think everybody needs to be with their family and loved ones um so thanksgiving is just one of those special holidays um so we'll i'll I'll talk with mike and we'll either do the show on friday or 
do a double show the following week, uh, and I'll make that announcement on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know what you prefer, Mike, um, but we can talk about that. But I'm yep. going to... Um, do you have a preference? I mean, do you know now what you'd like to do, or do you want to talk um, about it later? It, it might be better to shoot for Friday than the night before Thanksgiving with travel. Plus, I know I'll be at my mom's house on, on Wednesday. Maybe Friday might be better. Is there anything going on Friday? I don't I don't know. I That's don't know either. <laughs> you haven't checked with Isabel. <laughs> well, yeah, I need to actually, before I broker the deal, I think there's some communications that need to happen. So. <laughs> You're good. We don't have All anything right. going on yet. All right. Maybe um, Friday, Sherry, or I think it might be a double here. episode, is what I've heard. So I don't know if we want to do anything too late on Wednesday either. Um, let me talk with my husband and find out if we have anything going on, and we can make arrangements. I'll make the announcement on Facebook and Twitter to let everyone know. Um, we'll either do the show on Friday or we'll work out another day to um, do the show for next week and get that covered. But I just don't think doing the show on Thursday on, on Thanksgiving everybody's going to be, you know, Eating turkey and being a turkey coma, they'll, you know, have that tryptophan coma going on. <laughs> and uh, I just don't think it would be a great night to do it. Um, I know we'll be with family and, and it's going to be a busy day. So um, we'll we'll find another night to do next week's show and make that announcement. In the meantime, on Monday, we will have the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa. She always has great guests, just like Mike does, only we talk about Big Brother Over the Top. And that show is at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So please join us for that. And make sure you watch Facebook and Twitter and our Rad Reality Show group page for the announcement about next week's um, recap of the Big Double show on next Wednesday for Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. We'll let you know what day and time we're going to do the recap. Thank you all so much for being here with us. Thank our guest, Bruce, tonight for being here with us. And thank you all for joining us to listen. Here is Ron to take us out for the night. Everybody have a great weekend. Here's Ryan to take us out for the evening. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys and thank you all for coming in.
God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with Mike Albright. Mike, you want to close us out and say good night? Good night, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. That's a, a great closing, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Travel safe. Be kind to all your relatives and friends and join us again. Make sure you watch those three places, Twitter, Facebook, and our Rad Reality Show group page. We'll let you know when we're doing the next recap for that big double episode next week. Thank you all again. That's a wrap for us tonight. Good night, all. God bless.